Jr. and co-host Seth Coleman, brought to you by Rowdy Smokehouse, and recorded at the Back Row Studio. Don't let me down. to love me Oh, the way she done me Yeah, she loved me good Don't 
Sad Sack Homer. Oh, what's wrong with you today, buddy? I stubbed my toe earlier. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm real sorry to hear that. You were we there. are uh, we're on location. We are always on location, technically. Yeah, but we're on location at Rowdy Smokehouse in we Jackson, are. Ohio, our sponsor. And we're here with the purveyor, Mr. Nathan Kitts. How's hey. it going, Nathan? Thanks for having me on. I, uh, I'm excited. Let's, uh, let's do it. I don't Absolutely. Know what we're gonna talk about. At least I, I don't know what I'm gonna do with my hands. So. That's the hardest part. Get them off me because okay. it's creeping me out. <laughs> I thought I thought you looked tense. I am. <laughs> well, now you're even more tense. Yeah. This isn't working. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, the Cool Cave Hollow Boys. You know, Lincoln had a, a horrible accident recently, and tell us what you know about that, about his status currently, and. What, what that song we played meant to you, because you picked that. Crazy story, crazy story. Uh, you know, it's, uh, I was down at the Tractor Supply the other day. I get a phone call out of the blue, and it's uh, Thomas Adams. And he's like, hey, uh, or actually it was a message. He said, call me right back. So I'm like, well, what do we got? And I call him right back. I said, what do we got here, a bluegrass emergency? He's like, actually, yeah. He's like, choice word, choice word, Lincoln. Went and bought a motorcycle like we didn't want him to do and took it out and immediately crashed it. And he's not doing well at all. He broke his femur. Yeah, and he, they're flying him to Columbus, and I'm like, dude, you know, my tone immediately changes. Um, I'm like, Are you, and I had to step to a different place, you know. I uh, start talking to him, and it, it was just really, it really was just saddening to hear just how bad this was. I mean, he he broke his femur, which the biggest, biggest bone in the body, body yeah. yeah. And so, you know, that's major surgery, and then he ends up having some complications. You know, they have have some trouble with him getting coherent and such. So they worried about you know just what was going on. So it was uh, it was touch and go there for him for a little bit. But it was it was ironic and crazy. You know we were uh, talking as Rhonda Vincent, the super famous bluegrass lady, absolutely was over here at uh, Bob Evans eating. So I'm <laughs> looking up there and I'm telling him, man, I'm just down here and Rhonda Vincent's up here in the uh, Bob Evans parking lot. And this lady comes over to me and kind of interrupts my conversation with Thomas. So it was like all got kind of weird. And she's like, did you say Rhonda Vincent? And I was like, yeah. She said, she's right up there. And I just wish I could go up there and talk to her. And I was like, Thomas, I'm going to – I said, I'll, t- I'll have to call you back, buddy, just a little bit. But anyhow, long story short, yeah, it was uh, it, it was something. It's, it was eye-opening uh, just the fact that how quickly things can happen. You know, he was, he was just taking a motorcycle ride from what I've gathered uh, right before they went over to the Sam Jam 
uh, Bluegrass Festival just to hang out because they had played there on Thursday, and I think this happened on past that because they had already played. So this is either Friday or Saturday, and uh, they were just going to go over and hang out, and he's like, I'm going to take a quick ride on this new bike, and next thing you know, he's calling his dad, and things can happen quickly. But, uh, yeah, that song, um, that song just really brings back a lot for me because, you know, they've, they've been out to the house a lot, hung out with us uh, time to time, and uh, I actually got to play that song in my garage with the Buffalo Wobs and Price Hill Hustle, and it was just, That's it so was cool. just, it, it was so cool, yeah. so, so surreal. You know, there's a there's a couple, probably some uh, black market videos of that out there somewhere that we'll probably <laughs> reveal at some point. But uh, it, it was just a great evening, you know, just having them. And he's, I think he started playing at Rowdy's at 17 years old. Yes. How and old is he now? He's 19. Okay. So he's an old man now. Yeah. You know, but. Uh, Especially in bluegrass years. <laughs> yeah, he's already, he's laid up, you know, yeah. but. Uh, but but seriously, it's it's amazing just what a, what a prodigy he is, and to see him, I was in Ireton and watched Robert Greer pull him up on stage, uh, with him with Town Mountain, and he yeah. got to play right there along with him. So that tells you, and he can, yeah, and, and that tells you a guy, if they're going to pull a kid up, he he's going to be able to play. They're not just going to pull yank a kid out of the crowd and say, come on up, son, see if you can do it, yeah. and just they, be lucky enough to yeah. hit a winner. They they've they've played behind the scenes together. Uh, back behind the buses, and, and he proved himself, I'm sure, right there. And he's like, well, come on up, buddy. You're going to play. And, it, and I, just, it, it, I was so proud of that kid for Southern Ohio and for every bit of music around this area. Absolutely. And that's something uh, – it's, it's real difficult for me uh, being the person I am. I, I get jealous real easily of other musicians because, you know, I put a lot of work in, and then – Especially like a 17-year-old kid, people are like, you heard that boy, he's real good. And I'm like, who's he? What's he done? <laughs> and then uh, seriously, earlier this year was the first time that I actually gave him a shot was he came in and played after I played here at Rowdy's. We were just hanging out and listened to him sing a lot of songs and picking. Oh, yeah. I was very, very impressed. Uh, and it's not that I hadn't heard him since then. It's just that my brain, just like I did with Tyler Childers forever, told me, you know, you 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 don't want to listen to that because it's going to hurt your feelings. It's hard. It's hard. Well, but <laughs> and you know that's uh, it's it's funny you bring that up because I, I've had a lot of musicians in here and, and hung out with a bunch just being in this thing, just what we've done in the past couple of years, and, and and they'll say I just don't get it. Yeah. I write better songs. I used to play with a he open for me, blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. You know, you, these are conversations they're not going to say out. But I mean, you would hear these things. It's like wow. Because we're all fragile. All of well, us, you know, you we're, know, we're putting ourselves out there, um, you know, and and we're putting the most vulnerable parts of our lives into these songs, and then we put it out, and people, some people are really into it, and then it's like somebody well, else gets an opportunity that we don't, and yep. then it's like, what the hell? What what am I doing wrong, and what is he doing right? And oftentimes, instead of studying and trying to figure out what they're doing right, we just uh, turn a blind eye and that's that's kind of what i am i'm 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 a shallow jealous person i want all the attention <laughs> well at least i don't have to have that talk with I you i was gonna say you're being yeah. modest <laughs> this evening yeah. uh... i'm jealous i'm better than anyone if anyone's better than me fuck off <laughs> <laughs> well it's it's sorry it's, ben's dad f counter yeah. up to one right now it's all just right. uh i respect a lot of musicians and even like but you're jealous it took me about seven months to listen to purgatory after it came out because he was playing the same places that I was, and then everybody was talking about how great he was, and I wanted them to like me. I wanted to be the one that people talk about, yeah. and better. it's like, well, now <laughs> these people are talking about this guy, and 
Yeah. It's hard to put your finger on it, though. It's like, it is. is, it the, is it, I mean, there's the guy is a poet. Okay. A very, very gifted poet. I didn't poet. know this was going to steer into Tyler Childers. Everybody's going to be like, ah. It's okay. That was what you wanted to talk about. Well, we want to talk about what you yeah. want to talk about, so no, it's okay. No, but I mean, as far as, I mean, the guy's just a poet. He is. And he, somewhere along the line, learned how to sing and play music. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and he was That's doing, it. he was playing with. You know, a crowd full of people not listening to him for years, just like all of us. Well, it'd be, and it'd be tough. You're singing poems to people that don't recognize them. They don't yep. recognize what you're singing to them because they're they're wanting to hear uh, uh, wagon play wheel. wagon wheel again, <laughs> <laughs> again. Uh, or it's like they they just. Well, I've I've gotten over it with Tyler and Lincoln, and then especially you know now I can't help but I I feel for Lincoln and I I want to say, hey, man, I love you. I, you're very talented, and I can't wait to see you picking again. Well, yeah. I want to I speak for the, our, our listeners right now and ask a real question that everybody's wondering. What do you think Rhonda was eating at Bob Evans? It was well, a sunshine I, skillet. I surmised, because I put a post up of me, and I'm like, why is she not over in our parking lot? Because <laughs> <laughs> I would be publicized. It's the same over. thing. It's the same, Here's except for Bob Evans. I said biscuits and gravy on my post. So I went ahead, and I wasn't a follower of hers. And just to make... Just to add insult to injury, she had went live over there, oh, had 24,000 views. Some lady starts singing with her over there, right on the parking lot of Bob Evans. This could have happened at, at Rowdy's. Rowdy's, and I would have been right out there like a used car salesman, just grabbing my lapels and just throwing <laughs> brisket at the people. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just, uh, you know, it was, it was, it was one of those surreal moments. It's like, wow, I'm now I'm super jealous. I'm super jealous. Bob Evans. Oh my Evans gosh! Can I talk about what I'm jealous about? Yes, because every one of us gets jealous. Tell us what makes you jealous. Handsome men. Oh, I understand. <laughs> I am so jealous of handsome because men. you're so handsome. You expect all of the attention to be on you. Oh no! Oh no! Okay. You demand it all at all times. I right? just want to be handsome. I I'm jealous. <laughs> well, we all would love to be handsome. handsome. You know, handsome or handy, isn't that what it said? Some what was that if old saying? If you can't be handsome, at least be handy. <laughs> or I think it was Red Green said that. <laughs> I think that the the folks here in town have gotten that wrong. You know, especially the older gentlemen, they just get if, handsy. As long as yeah, I'm saying, <laughs> if you're not handsome, just give them a handy. <laughs> oh my well, well, this is a, a definitely a direction. Um, okay, so Seth, you know, we we normally talk a little bit uh if the audio is different it's because we're using a different setup we didn't get to record at back row studios this week because we wanted to be on location this is a special occasion we haven't talked about what we did last week what did you do last week buddy last week i worked and i went to charleston for chaz town old chaz town what were you doing there I visited one of, a couple of my friends. Okay. Made some new friends, fell in love, you know, stuff like wow. that. Wow. It was a good weekend. Well, hell yeah. I, mean, I fall in love all the time, though. Yeah. I fall in love all the time. A couple times a day. I wasn't listening. Did you say you went and visited family? No, friends. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they, one of them could be my family. <laughs> I didn't soon. know if it was like, you know, you never know. The West Virginia thing. Yeah, you yeah. just never know. I thought that was a Kentucky thing. No, it's, it's actually both. where I'm from. Where which, are you from? Uh, Southern Ohio. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I kissed my cousin yesterday. <laughs> right on what, them lips. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, oh. uh, but yeah, I, uh, well, I actually did. You know, I, I dressed up in drag this uh, weekend too. That was yeah, pretty fun. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's fantastic. That was pretty fun. Uh, it, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, well, I, he did nothing a, to be ashamed of. No, it was incredible. You see a picture? He's beautiful. Actually, no. we we can p but share yeah. these pictures yeah, on yeah. our. Uh, page on facebook so if you want and instagram and i'll tweet them out there even uh, I, the my friend said i look like a mix between 
between between Rob Zombie and Dolly Parton. <laughs> oh, oh yes, I, I would have went more with the guy that played the client. What was his What was his name? Captain Spaulding. Yeah, yeah. Been, uh, Sid uh, Haig. Yeah, yeah. R.I.P. R.I.P. Well, what was really weird is uh, earlier in the year, he posted this video. He's like, "I'm not sick. Quit talking about me being sick. I'm not sick. It's hurting my dies. money." And then, yeah, like two months later, he's dead. But uh, he was just trying to get booked, and and you know, thankfully, Rob Zombie put him in that Three from Hell movie, even though it was not very good. I, I haven't really watched like it all the way through. Yeah, you know, I had that happen with Joe Dirt too, and Zoolander too. It was just I couldn't make disappointment. it. Disappointment. But I did watch Three from Hell all the way through because I was I, mad respect. I was expecting a lot worse, and I so I I guess I wasn't. Yeah, I was expecting a lot worse too because I had heard horrible things. Yeah, I'd heard so horrible you, things. Are you guys giving up on the whole franchise? You think it's done? The whole oh, I think Devil's it's done. Rejects. That yeah. was the final. Devil's Rejects should have been the last. There shouldn't have been one after. Yeah, because they all died. I mean, yeah. there's no way they. But except for they were like. They survived 50 gunshots each. Yeah, each of them <laughs> bled out 17 gallons of blood. And they didn't even have that much. Well, Seth, uh, back to what you did over the weekend. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, who did your makeup? A uh, 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 guy named Greg. Greg, okay. My concern wasn't so much what you, how awesomely gorgeous you would have been in drag, but it's what you did with incredible. the beard. What did you do with the beard? What did I do with the beard? It was right there. That's yeah. What, that's where I would have seen. I, I want, in my mind. I, I would want, want my beard gone. Well, I want, if I'm looking at someone in drag, I want to know that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not dateable. Yeah, dateable. I'm not, you don't think my beard's my beard's dateable? I'm not a beard guy. <laughs> I can tell. So how how did you do the boobs and stuff? Own. It was a chest plate. Okay. Big and old. Tits. How did it blend in with your your it torso? It was like a shirt. It was a okay. A, a shirt they put on. It even had a neck. So it was like a turtleneck tit plate. So it was shitties. It was yeah. A, well, or, <laughs> you know, a shirt with. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Absolutely. Shorties. Shitties. Yes. Well, yeah, we will definitely share these pictures because they're pretty incredible. Well, I was keeping those for my private stash. <laughs> That's Glad okay. You're sharing my dirty laundry for the world. I'd ben. like to see those actually pinned up in the smiling skull right there in the bathroom. Well, I, I could I could frame one if you want to hang one up in here. Yeah, there you go. In the bathroom. Yeah, wherever oh, you yeah. want. Which one? <laughs> I got a couple other pictures on there too. <laughs> I'll hang it up in the middle bathroom. <laughs> so Nathan, you started this restaurant. How many years has it been now? Seven going on eight. Seven years. And did you have any idea what you were getting into as far as being uh, one of the, the best homes for live music? You probably never expected that at no, all. No, no, that was a pleasant surprise. You know, it was uh, not but a year before that we were doing like magic shows and stuff. So it was... Um, Mark Wood, wonderful Mark yes, Wood. Yes, wonderful Mark Wood. You know, it was a different direction. We were steering in there for a little bit. And I'll tell you what. It's a good direction, though. I'll tell you. If you want a balloon, he's your man. He'll tie it in any different direction. He can make that. anything. He's he's made some beautiful I've roses. Him. I've seen him before. I've seen him when I was little. Like he's been at Ponderosa. No, at uh, Rio Grande University. Really, University of Rio Grande. Yeah, when I went, I went to Rio Grande Elementary uh, when I was younger. So he did a little performance there. He had uh, did a lot of lasso tricks. Yeah, he's good at that. We uh, fun story. We played. Uh, it was for the block party for downtown. And we were playing uh, at Stockroom because it got rained out. So we were up on stage and somebody comes up and is like, hey, Mark Wood's going to do a lasso thing real quick. Uh, will you guys play some cowboy music? And we're like, oh, damn. man, uh, okay. And then we just try to play our best cowboy music. And Mark Wood tells us that was horrible music, guys. You know, he, he, damn. but 
Listen, you not just he's been going? in because he's been in showbiz for forty years. You know how many other people he's sprung that upon, and that's that's probably his measuring stick right there. I would say it is. And we failed. He's probably like, you know what? I wish Bart Wiseman was here right Our now. Bart was there. With, oh, my God. With situational awareness glasses on and a sweatpants and a bolo tie. It was uh, one of his best weekends. Onward and upward. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, we we can always that's bring a, that's it back. That's the best part about this podcast, though. D- direction. Tirades. Yeah, yeah. It's just. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you had Mark Wood. You know, doing the family thing on Thursday nights, and I'm sure that that uh, was great for the family aspect. But, uh, <laughs> but then yeah. you, yeah, it was. It was great. Uh, you know, it was great. We experimented with something to do for people, something for people to do on Thursdays, yeah. and Fridays, or something. You know, we had him in here for, for uh, I think it was a year or so. It was like a six month or a year thing, okay. and uh, that we went into contract on. Nice. So we had to do it every week. Absolutely, and it went. You know, it went great. People loved it, but we decided to go in a different direction, and so we started with music. And you know, you were the first. Actually, I think you were the first live show here. I think Pudge was first. My timeline was Pudge played here, and that sparked me. I was like, if Pudge plays there, then maybe I could play there. And you catered an event for Rent to Own. It was like an after-hours special deal that they were doing, and I handed you a CD because I was also booked to play that. And you're like, oh, okay. And then it took a little bit to set something up, but then we did, and then we did like a year later. The two Steel Girls were the first people to ever play at Rowdy's. June. You would know better than me. Pull out that calendar. It was June the something, and then we were open in June seventh. It was like June the something. Okay. Well, I didn't know about that. That's a big one too. They were like, well, well, they were on TV and stuff. Closed the place down. It was right after the Voice. This place was fucking people were out the windows. Yeah, rowdy. From you know the Voice, it was Blake Shelton and all this. Yeah. Stuff. Has anyone ever told you you kind of look like Blake Shelton? No. (laughs) Yeah, they have. Ever so often. <laughs> Ever so often, yeah. I wish they'd say Tyler Childers. Yeah, he has red hair. Yeah. It'd be nice to look like somebody has fucking red hair. Red curly hair. Yeah. I about the F word. It's okay. You can say whatever you want. Uh, anyways, you started having music. Then, you know, you, you started to notice a trend with, what, revenue or people happy or uh, what? You know what? Actually, both. And then there's it, it's been crazy because we built kind of this culture of, uh, of actually what we like to call quality good music yeah. that people really want to hear but they may not recognize right away and finally we got this kind of a reputation of if they're playing at rowdy's they're not shitty yeah absolutely so, well and you know i who am i i'm not i've never i can't play anything no but so, you got a good ear well but that you know that's still being pretty cocky of me to 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 at least have some sort of standards or whatever to say that you're the one with the checkbook so well, it don't matter well you know what i mean yeah, you know what I mean. Everybody that can play the damn thing, anybody that can play Stairway to Heaven's good to me. Yeah, okay, they're better than I am. So, but the fact is, we just kind of looked at the way what we wanted to listen to, what we wanted people to come in here and and to listen to, and uh, there, there for some reason, which I think is a great reason, is we live in the most beautiful, fertile music area within three hours of us is a well to draw from that's so deep i was told when i started doing live music there's not much around really you guys and there's you know bart and and such and such and jake Duff. but you can go and go and go and go and go and everybody knows everybody i, I you know i finally it, it dawned on me i went to the uh, international blues challenge feeder show down at uh, the v club in huntington and met some people and that's where i really got started in the whole thing and then i just started reading poster uh, bills and 
Yeah. And then I'd go to the very last name on the poster bill. Like I, I look them up. I could probably yeah. get them if they yeah. can play for the if they can open for this guy that I know or this gal that I know that uh, they can play for me. Yeah. And uh, it, it's worked. And then the, we've actually gotten people higher up on the playbill. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and you get people requesting to play that uh, you can't accommodate really. You know things, yeah. but it'll it'll happen eventually. Yeah. yeah. You figure it out. It's just it's it's uh it's a crazy game. It really is, and it's. It's unfortunate that, you know, this pandemic, you haven't ha- been able to have music for it, a long time. It's to the point now where I'd like to just, just get a venue somewhere and start a whole new thing with just a music venue that has a yeah maybe a, maybe a music venue that has a little food problem. Yeah. You know, and more music and a little bit of food and just enough to get the music in there because look at what that V-Club's done down there with that block building. Absolutely. Have you, You've been in there. I have been in there, yeah. Have you performed there? I've not performed there. I'm, that's one of them sure. that I haven't. It's one you I want should. to. You know, one day I will. Uh, it's just, uh, it's been call a little bit people. out of reach. I'll give some people yeah. a call. <laughs> Look at this. Look at this. <laughs> well, it's insider trading. That's right. It is. Um, if they've ever, you know, they just need to listen. Yeah. Open your ears, V Club. Yeah. If well, you're buying goats, take the CD. Get out of here. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Get the goats. Take the CD for free. Free CDs. Yeah. Well, um, what have you been doing, Ben? We didn't ask that. It's too late to go there. Too late to go He's there. He's all pissed now. I want to hear Hey, hey Ruth. Yeah. At the V Club. <laughs> I will be right up front. Hey. So I wrote another song sure. called Roots. She will not. And it's real problematic uh, because now I'm not going to know what song people want to hear when they're shouting. They're like, Root. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, wh- which one? And then I'll just have to play both of them because I don't want to upset anybody. I wouldn't be unhappy with that. Yeah, it's I it, I told everybody the other night it's a burden I have to bear. I did get to play a show Saturday night. Awesome. Um it was going to be inside at this mansion in Ravenswood. It's like a historic mansion called the Macintosh House and uh it was probably a really influential family back in the day that kind of thing and now it's a park. It's owned by the Board of Parks and Recreation, but so it was going to be an indoors thing with uh a shower curtain dividing me and the audience. Clear shower curtain. Clear one? Because the health department there was like, yeah, you if you can't, you can only have one performer, and they have to be behind a shower curtain. Yeah, well, yeah. It, it's these crazy rules, and that's what's killing live music. It's man. killing everything. But you're, you're able but to pull it off. You're you're they, a veteran. They set us up solo. outside. You're you're a veteran solo act. Well, yeah, I've done a lot of solo. I, I it, it, what really sucks is I've kind of gotten to where I lean on Ben Irvin a little bit. He he carries a oh, lot yeah. of weight for me. He's yeah, such he's a good awesome. picker, but um, and he's a good person. Like. A good foundation mentally, you know. No. It, he doesn't get temperamental, and I do. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> calm down, Ben. <laughs> this is Ben talking. <laughs> yeah, we we uh, he didn't get to come with me, but I played, and uh, it was outside, and it was a really fun thing because there were people that showed up with lawn chairs, and at first it was like three people, and then it was like six, and then there was probably fifteen, twenty sitting right in front of me, and then all of a sudden I see. Folks coming out of their their front door of their homes and sitting on the curb and listening, and then I look up and there's people sitting on a balcony Ooh, at a house, cool. and then somewhere else there's people sitting on their porch and on their swing, and it was just like a really cool thing. I don't know, it was a really really fun community activity, and those folks haven't had a drop of live music um, since the beginning of the pandemic. Not even not even well, in a bar or anything like that. They didn't have it. They're hungry for it. I yeah. mean, we're seeing these drive-in shows and everything just become wildly popular 
Yeah, I want to do one of those one day. I, it, I'm i not a big enough name, but I, I could ride somebody's coattails, open up for them. I don't know. That'd be fun. I, I just, I don't know how you do the video stuff and put that on the screen and do all that. It's it's a technical thing where I would try to organize something like that. That laid back country picker guy. That was one. great. Now, I don't know who or where that was, but it looked very nice. It did. Uh, yeah, I'd like to see you that's do That's the one. way. Uh, one day, I mean... The biggest show that I ever put on was the one you helped with uh, for my album release, and man, that about killed me. Just as as a lot of stress. I'd rather let somebody else put the show on, and I'll just the play it. The stress of setting it up. Well, you shouldn't have to just be in all the, the promotion. Well, and you know, I'm <laughs> sure he has a bunch of help, but you know, yeah. But uh, yeah, it takes an it takes a small army to get anything going. It does. Absolutely. Um, let's get a let's get one of those going. Let's get one of those that'd uh, be fun shows going. We'll. We could rent a huge projector and all that. Second that thought. I'm I, in. I, I want to see a Ben Davis Jr. show for well, sure. I, I, I saw, what was it, uh, Hannibal Burris posted that he's going to be in Columbus. September 26th. It's called the Let's See How This Goes Tour. And yep. there's like five dates, and it's all drive-in. So I, if it's September 26th, Columbus, Ohio. All entertainers uh, are yeah, going to this because it's the them. only platform now. It's the only venue or avenue to go, you know, as far as live performance these there's days. There's live performers out there that are starving because they didn't foresee this coming uh, two years ago or a year ago. Like right. uh, none of us did. Right. And so they thought, I'm going to make, let's just throw a number. Let's throw a weird number out there. Let's say, I'm going to make $2,000 a week performing mm-hmm. from here on and maybe even more. And then just yank that out in March. Just yeah. yank it out from you. Yeah, I mean, how, do, uh, how does a guy get uh, get by or a gal get by? People are trying to find ways to adapt. I mean, uh, that's the thing. I I was not doing so hot on my own. You know, I, I I started traveling at the end of last year, left my job of 10 years, and was finally doing it, you know, like what I thought was going to be good. And I was, I was trying to adjust to the uh, amount of money coming in, and that was not going well. I got real far behind on my bills just trying to – live while things were still good and then it's like this is going on that you know with everything shut down your music is over for now um so i've worked like five jobs this year just trying to find a place where i can fit in with my you know you get a bit of a uh pride situation going on where you're like i'm above this i'm not going to do this and then i'm not going to do this and i'm not going to you know so i i got really humbled um but i mean I watched, I watched a bunch of musicians take jobs just quickly, quickly. Very quickly. Jobs. We all had to do what we had to do. I'm very, uh, I think that's very noble. I mean, I'm, <laughs> you know, you, you say it's desperation, but I know what you're going to say, you had to. Well, yeah. But you know what I, I mean, mean? I mean, these are people we hold you know, up on a high pedestal. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, our system's not set up to take care of artists. And I think it's, it's pretty not. shit. If you don't, if you aren't already have a bunch of money, or you're not already rolling with something else, then the thing that they just take that away from you. And well, there's no. There's they've no been trying to figure it out. I mean, it, gig workers in general, you know, and and servers and all of that. I mean, yeah. a lot of a lot of folks like that suffered, and there is nothing wrong at all with suffering. Like I, I mean, I've had a real hard year. I had my car repossessed, my lights and water turned off. I have I haven't had internet since the beginning of the year. Uh, have you written this down for a, to at least? That's three. Uh, I've got songs. That's three. <laughs> but that's albums. That's almost it's, all we need is a chorus. That's the thing. I mean, it's 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 nobody is immune to it, and uh, all you can do is 
figure it out go as you go. I mean, it, and I'm on the upswing now, fixing things. But man, it was difficult for a while. I and tell everybody's you. helping everybody out. You know, the best they can, the best way they know they can, and the way they can. Yeah, and, uh, the, that yeah. pandemic assistance has been real nice for some people. I, for whatever reason, was ineligible or ineligible for Which, it. But you know, we're gonna live. We've lived. If we all live through this, we'll live through the something they're gonna study for at least. 20 to 30 to 40 years. Oh, yeah. This as I, is told my, I told my son as we were waiting in the school line today, I said my grandparents were going to school in the 20s. And my parents went to school in the 40s, the 50s, the 60s. And I went, and I went to school, and none of us wore a mask to yeah. school. So you're doing something that nobody's ever done in the in our modern in history era. probably well, since you know when since they probably the 20s when the great depression well, was well, no, well i'm there. saying when the uh you know when the uh, uh you know the spanish flu was in, in 1918 so they probably mandated something to happen with students or something i i don't know i don't i haven't really they really weren't very up on no. that they, they they told people to quarantine for a while and then they're like yeah Hey, there's something good happened. Let's have a parade, and then like it's a such lot of a it's died. a sur it's a surreal feeling to look out and watch all these mass children running into school. Yeah, you know it, it's just like we're living in a time that will be looked at and studied, and it just well, my heart breaks for those that it has broken the backs of. I can and think, they, and, and they're gonna they will. I think they're gonna look back and fix this some way. They're gonna be like, yeah. look, the performing arts needs a safety net of some sort. Yep. Because there's a lot of art and, and a lot of music, which is art. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, physical art, sculpture, everything. There's no safety net for those folks. So it's just like they either choose to do it because they want to do it and have to do it because they, if they, they wouldn't be able to live with themselves if they didn't. But there needs to be some sort of a safety net for these folks set up, you know, just be like, look, federally. Yeah. You know, this is your chosen path. If you can prove that you've done Something I, I don't know. It's, well, I mean, I know it's a crazy thing. Capitalism. Andrew Let's Yang. Let's not get into it. I guess. Uh, <laughs> you know, he was yeah. Andrew Yang was real big on that universal basic income platform, and I. That's really what everybody needs. You know, we we how, all know how, how many people are in jobs though that could be out playing music or changing lives or making paintings and uh, writing poetry. Almost everybody. Almost no. everybody, but and the, if it is almost is, everybody, then we got a huge problem. Back yeah. when there were huge orchestras and all of that, and you didn't have recordings, when someone wanted to make a new composition and then perform it, they got money from a church. The churches gave the money, and then that stopped because the churches are like, "I'm not helping you. You're not one of us." And then the government isn't helping. You know, they they yeah. they all so have their pockets you? lined. That's my thing, and I've seen so many people that are so nice and just that have played music even uh, here have lost their total way of income and are struggling that we're doing well before, and I'm just like, that's a shame. Yeah, it, 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 it is. It is a shame because we're not taking care of them. Well, they shouldn't have to jump on the Internet and try to play. Here, put in my virtual tip jar because, you know, I need and – I, and I think that's been a great thing. Oh, what it would we have been. done without it? Yeah, you know, I if mean, they would have locked everything down, there wasn't the Internet that – but I think it's a great thing, but it's, you know, it's just they've had to try to adjust and set a camera up and mm -hmm. set up an account. Maybe they didn't have an account. And some yeah. of us are kind of too proud to do that. 
uh, because it's like begging. It feels like begging, even though what we do in general is the same thing. It's, it's different when you're sitting with a person and having that person-to-person interaction, picking oh, up like their energy, and then they drop $5 in your bucket. It's different from Todd saying, Snyder runs please, one. yeah, every week, my so, hero. And, well, and everybody he's, he's has. He's one of the greatest songwriters of all time. So. Yeah. Well, and that's what David Childers has been do- doing it every Sunday well, and I a like couple it. times a week. He's he's I had like a, that guy. He's had a great time. And uh, well, I mean, he retired after so many years and put it all in music. Yeah. And here we are. And he's had to do something. You know yeah. what I mean? He's he's really had to figure it out because that's a big part of his and Linda's income. Um, but it, it's been real good. And he like every other show he's doing for charity. Yeah. So he's a, he's a good dude. But uh, <laughs> I, hopefully we can get him back up here. He was, he's only been here one time. That was we one like of the first gigs to, to three times, so get canceled here, wasn't it? Yes, April. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was pretty heartbreaking. But that's just – it's uh, our heart breaks every week now. I just look at the calendar. and <laughs> <laughs> I do. I just look at there, and I'm like, well, this is what we'd have been doing this weekend. So Me too. Um, there have been a lot of times that I'd be clocking into work and my phone would be like, hey, it's this date and you're supposed to be in, you know, Chicago right now. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, why did I not delete all these from my calendar? Yeah. Breaking my heart. Yeah, it's like I was supposed to see Primus in June, and I didn't get to see Primus in June. Pretty upset about that. It's It's been rough for all of us. A lot of people have been buying tickets, and then they get canceled, and then they reschedule it, and then they, <laughs> you I know. I was supposed to see Kenny Chesney, you know. and uh, That would be good. That, yeah, hey. Man. I was hoping to get a little flack. Come on. Listen, hey, no, this is a no-talk shit show. I was joking. Hey, I don't well, hate. I don't hate. I meant Luke Bryan. Oh, yeah, no way. Better? Oh, yeah, dude. He's handsome. I have a. <laughs> oh, wow. He has a thing for handsome guys, I've noticed. It is. If the people guys are get out. Luke Bryan, normally I don't get along with him. That's that's just how it I goes. Mean, isn't, uh, what was it, uh, Rodney Chesney? What did you say? Rodney Chesney? Well. Is it, yeah. Is it Rodney? Yes, it's, it is it's Rodney Kenny. Chesney. It's Kenny. It's Kenny Chesney. Yeah. Why was I thinking Rodney? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> he sings a song about tractors, doesn't he? Yeah. She thinks yes. my tractor's sexy. Well, he, if he did that song, that's great. Yeah, that's a manly song. But things went on <laughs> farther, and he got real beachy and crazy, and and he he, he started down. hanging out with Jimmy Buffett, Buffett and realized how much money there was to be made in the singing beachy. to those folks. Yeah, yeah. retired. Let's not people. make people mad now. <laughs> you just we crossed the line. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Buffett. Your brain is a Buffett on, now. Jimmy Buffett walks on salt water. He does. He <laughs> does. Because it's more buoyant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, anyways, we were talking about something a little bit controversial there with Jimmy Buffett and Luke Bryan. Controversial. What's your take on sour cream? What do you mean? What do What do you mean about sour cream? Do you like? Do sour you like cream? it or I do love you sour not? Cream. Oh, yeah. oh my God! Do you want a shirt that says Team Sour Cream? Hashtag. Listen, if cream? you don't like sour cream, I've got something for you. you okay. That'll That'll at least bridge you over into a creme fraiche. I don't yes. know. I've been so afraid that it's just sour cream that I'm not. It's creamier. Gonna try it's it. It's more delicious. Yeah, it's not as thick. Like it, it's not as you know what it's not as what sour. Yeah, it's not as sour. It doesn't have that tangy zip of sour cream. It just tastes like cream. Like yeah. I've I've never it's, tried it. It's like a thick. You can goodness make it at your house with just like heavy whipping cream and buttermilk. I just I just shared the recipe just a few minutes ago to some folks. Okay. Two tablespoons of buttermilk and two cups of. Heavy whipping cream. Have you watched the episode of South what? Park where Randy's <laughs> making the cream I'm fresh? I'm sure that's why you Oh, it. Yeah. yeah. So I, I saw just as I was pulling in here, and I just shared it on my Facebook, that South Park on September 30th is airing a one-hour pandemic 
uh, episode tackling all of the COVID stuff. Oh my god! Uh, but probably, well, the the there's going to be a lot of people. I would say <laughs> all of us are going to be mad by the end of it. Every one of us, and it's I'm awesome. Be, which one am I going to be? I'm going to be the guy that just says, "Just wear the mask. Yeah, <laughs> wear the mask. Well, who cares? It's a year, a year at most. Wear it for a year." The still that they showed had all the kids sitting in class with the glass screens in front of them, the plexiglass. <laughs> Uh, I just I can't wait to see what this is going to oh, be. Oh, it's going to be the best thing. It'll at least it'll. It, I think it will reset the nation. I I hope that it will allow perspective on both sides. Yeah, I'm all about changing my mind. If people can do it, there'll be people pointing their finger and laughing at the episode, and then there's going to be people like, huh. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, whatever. I this don't agree humor. With that. When did South Park get all political? <laughs> yeah. Uh, always. Literally always. Actually, it was after uh, season. I keep going to Hulu and looking if there's new episodes. I'm guessing since COVID, they're not going to make any more because of people it's getting together. It's on HBO. Together. It's yeah. on HBO now. It's not even on Hulu. Really? So I gotta yeah. South Park's not on uh, Hulu. South Park, uh, I think maybe Family Guy. So here we go. Another prescription. Holly will be happy. Yeah. HBO now or Holly will be happy. I get a we get another uh, subscription on uh, Amazon. Oh yeah, the, that's the it. thing. You get like fifteen sub subscriptions. S- on Cinemax, uh, uh, <laughs> HBO. Um, they're making them. They're just making new ones now. It's just like Hulu. What's yeah. the deal with the Disney Plus thing? Everybody's upset about. I, it's like well, here's you the, get here's Disney the, Plus. No, here's the deal. Here's the deal. What they did to you. So I got a text out of the blue from Verizon. Anytime they text me, it's never good. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> hey, <laughs> phone company. Like, hey, we're going to uh, give you a new phone today. No, it's here. So here's what they did. They said, listen, we're giving you Disney Plus for free for a year yeah. or something. And I'm like, and then it'll be $4 or $14 or something that you don't want to pay. Per billing cycle. Yeah, after a year after that. And then you got to, and then basically in this fine print it said, good luck trying to figure out how to cancel it. You know, and I'm just oh, yeah. like, I don't want it. It sucks anyhow. It hangs up all the time. And well, and now it's like. Yeah, Disney Plus is kind of crazy. You got Disney Plus and then. They released this new Mulan movie, and apparently you have to subscribe within within Disney Plus to another thing. Do I not have it? It's so I can't get Mulan? No. You can. Mulan? Is, is, I don't think it's yet to subscribe to it. You basically have to buy a movie ticket to watch it. Like, you have to Because pay. they're not doing theaters. Uh, well, yeah. you know what? You but know they what? released new movies on there already. Movies went straight from, like, going to be in theaters to Disney Plus. Uh, what was the bit? Lady and the Tramp. Yeah, Lady and the Tramp, the live-action Lady Lady and the Tramp, was I didn't know that was broadcast on Disney Plus, but that would have been in theater. Disney Plus has some good documentaries and all the old stuff. If you want to, all I want out. is all I of the goofy stuff. Heavyweights, to watch it. Heavyweights, man. My kid don't want to watch it. He wants to watch uh, TikTok or Netflix or, or oh, not man. Netflix or uh, YouTube or something. Yeah, that's all kids Horrible. want. Did you watch like Ryan open toys? Yeah, that was a. We've already went through that. Yeah, <laughs> that's a very bad topic for me to get into because I just I, I just cannot figure out how this family started revenueing ten million dollars off a their year. kid. Well, off just opening toys. I would have done it for one year with my kid. Yeah, yeah. off my kid. You already oh, exploited him I've for already this restaurant him as yeah. much as I can, and I've obviously <laughs> been a huge failure with it. These people were making ten million dollars. Open it up, buddy, and and you know chasing Ryan around the house, and I'm like this dad. I'm like, do I act like uh, that? <laughs> he sounds like Raymond. Oh my hey, god! Ryan. Yeah. Hey Ryan, open these toys. <laughs> okay. Like these kids are th- starting to think this is normal behavior out of parents, and I'm like, 
we're going to have to do something. We're yeah. We're going to have to do something, you know? Yeah, I don't act like that with less. No. There no. needs to be a lot more, you know, I don't know, just style neglect or something. It's like, hey, go, go play with yourself. Alcoholism. Go get yeah, you. Go get a about stick. Your mom. Go, to, go get a <laughs> do a lot. Of, I think about it as a kid. I used to just stand out in the yard with a stick and hit a tree. Yes, well, yeah. I've done that. Dad was too tired. Yeah. You know, I understand. It wasn't that time to now. open a new surprise toy and play with it and then throw it over your shoulder. You play with the same toys for a year or two. Oh yeah, that's. I was thinking about that today. I was like, I, I just picked up uh, the Tony Hawk. Pro Skater Remastered from a PlayStation, and I was thinking about how I never actually had the games. I only played it at my friends' houses, and then I was thinking like, why was that? Because I liked this game a lot. And like, we couldn't afford it. We, uh, I got the yeah. ten dollar games, uh, and that was once, maybe twice every quarter. Yeah, you know, and that that was just how it was. Um, and same thing with my wrestling figures. I had the same old wrestling figures forever, and and if I needed like a Stone Cold. Mm-hmm. I tore the hair off of a different figure, and that was my Stone Cold Steve oh Austin. God. I made it work. Who did I you tear like the this, hair off? I of? feel like this is a made-up story. It's not a made-up story. They're too busy buying you guitars, bud. I didn't get a guitar until no. I was yeah. four, fourteen. Is when I started with I guitar, had, I had four and brother, then, like brothers and sisters, took a long time. We didn't get games. Hand me down. Me crying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did get some games though. I just don't remember the just uh, just the way we just throw the money at the kids now. It's crazy. It it really is, and uh, I mean, I see it with my nieces. I love them to death. I'm guilty of it. You know what I mean? It's like there's so much stuff to buy. We we live in a consumer's country. Things are relatively cheaper than they were. Yeah, you know, for sure. TV Manufacturing has gotten cheaper. Yeah. And I tell you what's really gotten cheaper through the years: pizza. Yeah, you get it now for five bucks. But like I remember, here's the I secret. Younger, they should have outlawed that. They shouldn't let that happen. There should have been some sort of a the margins agreement. Have always for been the same. Pizza. Yeah, like it was like the gentleman's agreement for motorcycles was 189 or 188, 189 miles an hour for the longest time. Yeah. Suzuki Hayabusa comes in and like, oh, it'll go 200. This is like, all right, man. <laughs> Kawasaki's like, all right, you want to play? And then it's a war. Now we can go to 220 on a bike. It's like no, Scary. no, no five dollar pizzas. Well, and that that's the thing is like the, the pizzas have always cost the same thing to make. Always, they they've cost two or three bucks, and then they charge ten, fifteen, twenty bucks. Uh, but then that's the thing is is like someone's like, hey, we got a lot of lot of profit built in here. Why don't we offer we this have one who thing? Can't buy a pizza every week even yeah. for thirty dollars. <laughs> got to get our our. Uh, our sales up, our revenue in here, and we could change the world uh, well, as Little Caesars. Yeah, but <laughs> you got to wonder, what do you got in a $5 pizza? Maybe a $2? It's, it's not very much. I mean, that's it's the thing. Salt, cheese, and bread. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's real cheap. It's the quality ingredients is where you go down the road, and it's just like these places that, you know, these family, the, the mom and pops that have actually picked and choose the ingredients, you know, oh, that yeah. they really want to use, they can't do a $5 pizza. No. no they can't. They cannot. So I don't know. There should be something. Yeah, I mean it's it's you got a lot of those kinds of places now too are popping up, uh, especially in our area. You got Marcos, Little Caesars, Zanzies, all those different choices. I've never heard of Marcos. Marcos is in Chillicothe. There's one in Ironton. Ironton, Lancaster. They're popping up. There's probably gonna be one here. I mean, we only need two or three more pizza shops here in Jackson. Buffet in uh, Chillicothe. Gaddy's, Gaddy's. Yeah, but I don't believe it's a buffet right now. Well, it's probably nothing right now. It's, it's, 
Yeah. Oh, there's the, the the OGs down in uh, Portsmouth. I thought it was in uh, Ashland there. It might be. It might. Be. I, there's been one in Portsmouth forever. Oh, it's yeah. the games. It's, oh, yeah. it's games. basically what oh, yeah. CC's has copied their model off of Gaddy's model now. They are more of a Chuck E. Cheese type place with a pizza buffet as the sub, you know, the side. And they're just like, yeah, we have some pizza here. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's on cardboard. It's yeah. not good. Eat the cardboard. <laughs> yeah. Actually, we actually just want you to eat the cardboard. Yeah, we, we actually bought the pizzas, ate them ourselves, and here's the box. <laughs> and it's not bad. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> some chili on it, because they have chili on their There buffet. is no bad pizza. All right, well, uh, what, what do you think a timeline as far as are you getting are you getting closer to the idea of having music back here at Rowdy's or in my mind I've just, just already just earmarked spring 2021 okay and I, I, I truly yeah. just I, I think just because of the way things are going it's not going to get any better yeah. no especially That's when people start getting sick yeah after the election. It's going to be that guy. <laughs> That's everybody's thing. Well, I just, I'm actually curious now to see if anybody's right. Yeah, just to see if it's like, oh, it's gone. It's like, it's like <laughs> you know what? They were right. Those people that were saying it were right. They were uh, actually right about I don't know. Maybe I'll have it on the, uh, you know. Right New Year's election, Eve. Or the day after the election. Uh, no, I, I'm kidding. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I he's probably. He's holding me at gunpoint right now. <laughs> <laughs> But truly, I'd, I'd, I'm thinking spring 21, just let this thing run its course. It's yeah. been, you know, that'll give it a good year, over a year thing to, yeah. and that's just looking back, even though I know these things don't just go away now, looking at history and such, I do think that we'll at least have a vaccine or something to do with it or some I've better strategies. They have something, it's just not tested and yada yada, yeah. and I hear there's not. Well, the last They'll thing. test it on me, I don't care. <sighs> Yeah, they I'll don't want to kill everybody. Give me some money, like, and I'll I'll be tested. <laughs> ben, would you let them test it on you? No, not even for twenty bucks. I don't think bucks. they're testing it. They're just they've got it. They've got it. They've tested it on something. I've never done any of those. Though. Have Have you ever yeah. done those, Nathan? The medical test things where they pay you a few bucks no, to do I've not been close a enough trial to any study. Big yeah, I I've a yeah, lot of people I know, I know have done that stuff, but really? I never have. Yeah. Are they all still alive? Or yeah, doing they're better fine. than they were. How Some of them are like get? they want to monitor your lungs if you're a smoker and things like that. It, it, nothing too crazy. They're not like try this pill. Um, but I've I've heard people <laughs> get in the car that. and drive after you try this yeah. pill. Oh, yeah. Dude. Sign this waiver. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we are getting pretty uh, close to wrapping up here. So I have one more question. Okay. What's your favorite video game? Me? Yeah. You mean right now or of all time? Of all, all time. time. Probably Contra. Contra, nice. Did you did, have you ever beat it without the Contra code? No. <laughs> no right. <laughs> I never invested the time in straight video games all the way, you know. But I played them all, man, in the old days. Oh yeah. Dragster. I was a big Dragster fan for oh, some reason. It was horrible. The Atari that, <laughs> that car. <laughs> it was horrible. Me and my buddy played in his living room until we were just until our parent, his parents would make me go home, and uh. I just lived down the road so I could run home in the dark, but you can't send your kids out in the dark now, apparently. No, well, no absolutely not. Making too much money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Yes, okay. That is true. I mean, but anyhow, you know, Contra and uh, maybe some Dragster and, uh, gosh, I don't know now. Now it's Madden with my kid. He loves to yeah, play yeah, Madden. Yeah. That's awesome. And uh, we have so to Tecmo Bowl. Yeah, I always play Tecmo Bowl. Oh, I still play. I love it so much. Used to have. Uh, I was infatuated with uh, Donkey Kong on the little handheld thing you could get the at the Game time. and Watch. 
Yeah. The, it looked like a little, it looked actually like the video game, but a oh, miniature the version. tabletop arcade. Yeah. Yeah. But Donkey cool. Kong. I wish I had that. Those are expensive. Well, what uh, what do you have for your, your our closing statement for the week? Hey, I'm just glad you guys came on site. I'm glad everybody still keeps us in their mind for music. We're not, uh, we're certainly not abandoning it. You know, uh, yeah, I was sitting there thinking today, since 2018, we've had over 200 shows here in this little That's old awesome. place. That's awesome. Which wow. amazes me. I still, I, you know, even after counting it up, I, it still didn't make sense to me. I'm like, how? How do we do 200 shows in that many days? There's only, you know, but we had a lot of shows. Yeah. We had a lot of fun doing it. Met a lot of great people. And we've uh, made kept those contacts, and we're gonna we're gonna go back for this thing and uh, distill it out, make it even better. Hopefully, so. everybody's still playing music. I don't. I ho- that's the last thing I, I I want is for people who are doing well to be like now in the corporate world and. Well, they don't they don't feel safe. We need to make them feel safe next time this happens. We need to make them feel absolutely safe. To oh have, yeah. They need to have a safety net because uh, uh, without them, what are we gonna do? There's nothing in life. What's it worth living if you ain't got music? And you ain't got art. Yeah, I mean it, that's the the biggest thing is uh, that's I hear that Canada actually like cares. <laughs> well, and they we they have helped that. all their artists for a long time. There there used to be grants for people making their first album in Canada and lots of things like that. And there are grants available because I know that people who have actually received those grants in this state from public. You know, but like a lot of it's known about stuff. it, and they, and we need a, a group or someone that lets people know about this. Yeah. Maybe it's some sort of a coalition that gets together and they say, "Look, you need to do this, a this union, and this and this." Well, or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Well, there used to be a union for musicians well, back in the day, and that's how a lot of guys got gigs. Now would, there's not that. That sounds like a good idea, but you know, you had to pay union dues. Yeah, but so I ain't getting shows, and I'm paying you fifty bucks a month. <laughs> Hey, I'm not running for politics. I can agree with anything. Yeah, either absolutely. Side, either side. Yeah, me too. I don't know. I, I mean, I hear the stories of the days when when that was a thing. There were just certain venues that would only book you if you were a union member. That was the the thing there. Man, and just uh, had a siren go by the restaurant right now. That's awesome. <laughs> Did you see that? Yeah, absolutely. Blueberries and cherries yeah. just flying by at about <laughs> ninety miles an hour. That's great. But a lot of guys that uh, were in the union. They would get called like, "Hey, Merle Haggard's going to be in town. He needs a drummer." And like, wouldn't that, that be awesome? It would be amazing. And that's where I think this is going to go. I think a lot of those guys are going to quit relying on Live Nation and the big stadium gigs, and we might see the return of the honky tonk kind of thing. You know, yeah. I I really hope so. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe more of a, a grouping together. Everybody just gets together and plays off each other. Yeah. You know, share the wealth. We're definitely going to try to put together a festival when we can figure out how to do that for next year. Um, that won't stress me out too bad. I might not die. I put on how many days? Once. The Dirt Poor Pod Fest. It'll, it'll be probably one. start out one day, yeah. and then the next year maybe yeah. two, and then the next year will be a whole month. I hope, we're just, <laughs> I hope we get to be a part of that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, maybe maybe we'll figure out a way to serve some delicious barbecue and, and uh, you know, just – it, you'll you'll be on all kinds of banners and things like Ooh. that, you know. Well, you that's all that matters. You didn't pay play your uh, jingle. Well, we we'll have the jingle uh, right now. All right, so uh, what song do you want us to close with? Sister Lace by Bruja del Sol. So uh, Bruja del Sol is a band out of Columbus. Um, my buddy Phil Reed played drums with them for or a guitar for them for a while, and I just really Jackson liked their, dude. 
Yeah, Jackson dude. Actually, uh, Adam Wood and Phil are going to be on the show. Yeah. Um, beginning of October, they're going to be available, and they want to be on site too. So yep. they're probably just going to be at my house. Well, we're working on it. Be there. You're welcome to bring some chicken wings to my house. (laughs) (laughs) Depending on what day it is, they'll be fresh or they won't be fresh. But I can bring them. There you go. I have no standards. the The song is called Sister Lace. All right, Sister Lakes. Okay, Ben, we get it. You're a funny guy. (laughs) Okay. Anyways, Sister Lace, Bruas del Sol. For this week, I am the Dirt Poor Troubadour, Ben Davis Jr. And I am Seth Ben Davis Jr. Comer. (laughs) And Nathan, what's your sign off? I'm going to be Nathan Ben Davis. Okay. Comer. <laughs> 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 I was like, I'm still going here. We, like, we, we referred to you as not. Nathan Briss Kitts yeah. a couple oh, weeks ago. Yeah. That's pretty like good. That. All right. Like Thank you, guys. Love you. Love you.